thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome pilots, you've tuned to the guard frequency, because as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 283 of the best damn space sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, November 8th, and made available for download on Tuesday, November 12th, 2019, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Tony. I'm Jeff. And I'm Henry. And this week's streaming services are brought to you by HenryNet Telewebs, right Tony? That's right, Henry. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can always reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at Feeds.GuardFrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live on Twitch.tv slash GuardFreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? You can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all of our patrons who support us week on week. We'll hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek, from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps, and less time than it takes to skin a quivering wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping is done, so let's get to the show. What have we got in store this week, Tony? In this week's flight deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, Everspace, and Kerbal Space Program 2. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDunn on Galactic Public Radio. After that, we continue our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, where you can be our wingman anytime. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach, checker screen, call the ball. Don't get technical with me. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. CI released its latest monthly report, and it's certainly very monthly. Especially the part where the level design team, quote, also continued developing three important yet currently secret features, end quote. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce cop-out? Monthly? <laughs> a cop-out. Okay. Elite Dangerous is updating the narrative again with another interstellar initiative and linking it to the previous one. Sometimes it's good to be wrong. Everspace 2 met its funding goal last week and even managed to unlock a stretch goal. Don't worry about scope creep. It was only a wafer-thin stretch goal. Kerbal Space Program 2 is delayed to sometime in the narrow window between April 2020 and March 2021. Ugh. Yeah, I gave that one to you, Henry, because I knew that. It's terrible. Yeah, I didn't know that would not please you very much. But yeah, it's it's but I like that I like that window too. Sometime in that year they'll go ahead and release it. Uh, they're giving themselves a little bit of wiggle room there. And and, uh, and and maybe a little a little note about how your other worlds is going. 
Uh, yes, actually, because uh, it's funny you should bring that up, Jeff, because Outer Worlds and Kerbal Space Program 2 are published by Take-Two Interactive, uh, a division of Take-Two Interactive called Private Division. Uh, Private Division, as part of this announcement of, you know, by the way, we're delaying Kerbal Space Program, they also talked about Outer Worlds. Uh, according to their CEO, Strauss Zelnick, he said, it's outperforming our expectations handily. We're very happy. Uh, so they did. Not, he did not give any specific unit numbers, but they're probably pretty fantastic. Can I echo that? You're yeah. outperforming your your expected game results, and I'm very very happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, two out of three podcasters seem to have bought it already. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, they had. I'm, I think they had high expectations for the game in the first place. They marketed it well. They had, uh, you know, some some lead-up interviews and released footage and advertised the hell out of it. Um, they they it was on every website and my Twitter feed and you know any place that I think uh, a lot of gamers went. They 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 try to put eyeballs on it. Um, and so they invested heavily in marketing. They expected to have a hit on their hands, and he's saying it's outperforming their expectations. So. This is the one time where I think the hype actually matched the um, game. But that's the thing, though they didn't they didn't hype it. They just they marketed it. I mean, right, they, it, right, it right. They marketed yeah. it well, and it didn't seem like hype at all because we didn't hear about it constantly. It's not like a GTA release or a Skyrim. It was it was on the radar, but it wasn't hyped. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, they they hit the sweet spot. I think, like I said, it was marketed very well. It was it it was there. It reminded me that it was there. It wasn't intrusive or obnoxious. It was very, or obnoxious. It was very consistent, right? It was it was short. You know, they had a couple thirty second spots. They had some artwork that was the same. So they marketed it well. They had a good product to begin with that they believed in. They had a team that had a proven track record. I mean, they, they it was sort of a perfect storm of all the things that would go right for a game launch, right? I mean, a lot of times on this show, we talk about, oh, Sean Murray did that, and oh, Chris Roberts did this, and God Frontier, if he could only stop releasing a buggy, whatever. But this one hit all the, the right points, I think. Uh, and we're going to get more of it, I'm sure. Was it buggy when you, when you first got it? No. no. And no, were there any no. broken quests? Anything difficult? Just able to no. one. Wow! You, you had, so it seems like the secret I, maybe one. isn't overhype it and make sure your f-ing game works before you release it. Was it a side quest? Because it might be something I haven't played yet. No, uh, that could be the secret, Henry. And no, Jeff, it was a subcomponent of the main quest, I think. But I completed it in a slightly different order, and oh, uh, okay. without spoiling too much. The, well, I've already the, played through all the way, so I'm okay. Well, I, you're not, not, maybe not all of our listeners have though. Oh, that's right. They're, they're part that's of the conversation too. Uh, so there, there's a there's a, a mission where you go to talk to a, a scientist after doing his you know fetching and carrying for him that you do, uh, but it turns out that he's already left to go someplace else for story reasons. But his marker doesn't move. Oh. But if you go, but if you go to this new place, he's there. And you can chat with him, and you can finish out the quest. So it, 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 it's just it's it's an edge case thing where I did some things out of order, maybe, uh, and so they'll probably have to 
uh, put a patch out there for it. I've seen it. I, it was on Reddit uh, pretty quickly. Everyone sort of identified it and said, hey, you can, there's a workaround. Just go here instead. It's not. It wasn't a big deal. And the only other thing I saw was that uh, I, I brutally murdered some guard with a, with a big fat gun and his arm stuck to the door. And when I opened that door a minute later, the arm stayed there. Uh. So that's the only other thing that I, I really noticed as being a, 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 even a visual bug. Uh, everything else was just smooth. Yeah, I wouldn't even count that. That's such a minor thing. No. That's not like finding out they didn't put multiplayer in. You know what I mean? That's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a minor consideration. Such a minor yeah. consideration. This will probably be the last time we talk about it directly on the show. Probably. Uh, no promises. No promises, because it's such a great game. Uh, but but uh, the you know, Take-Two announced their quarterly results, and we're sort of smug about it, such that they, oh, yeah, by the way, we're delaying Kerbal 2. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the gangbusters year we've had so far with Borderlands 3, uh, this outperforming uh, Outer Worlds thing, whatever they were doing with GTA and Red Dead Redemption 2 with Rockstar. Uh, you know that uh, so they're they're take two is taking a victory lap uh, this quarter so uh, you know good for them uh, I suppose well you know uh, not all of our predictions come true here on the show and I was a little worried last week that Everspace two was not gonna hit its target uh, but turns out I was wrong happily uh, I was wrong uh, happy to admit it as well. They met their target of 450,000 euros and exceeded it by a little bit, enough to unlock a single stretch goal, which is a uh, sort of uh, like a special treasure room or something. It's a uh, it's a, a, a ancient rift. You complete rift challenges, survive as long as you can, unlock precious rewards, loot, and experience. So they'll have that in addition to their uh, regular game. Yeah. It, well, but I mean, look, again, it's not that <laughs> Come great. Come on, it's going to be cool. It, it, yeah, it, well. Let's put this in perspective, okay? They're not promising 60 additional star systems, right? Okay? So, uh, let's this as, as, as stretch goals go, perhaps it's a little underwhelming, but on the other hand, I bet they're able to pull it off and deliver it within the appropriate window. So, which as stretch goals should be, uh, so uh, the, so they they did exceed their uh, funding goal by a relatively comfortable margin, ten percent margin. So uh, Everspace Two will come out, but the target date uh, it's going to be it looks like it's going to be a race between uh, Everspace Two and Kerbal Space Program Two. Uh, you know, sometime in twenty twenty one is looking like uh, their full release quarter three, twenty twenty one is what's on their Kickstarter <sighs> page right now. Man, that's so, a whole year and a half, so a year away. and nine months away. Well, in the meantime, that's you can play years. Outer Worlds. It's oh, actually mean. two years away. <laughs> yeah, you could play through the entire Outer Worlds game 47,000 times in that time. Yeah, I, I, I'm waiting to see when they announce the expansions or DLCs or whatever they're going to do with with uh, Outer Worlds. Oh, that's coming. That's definitely coming. But, but oh, yeah, so, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Kerbal out in uh, as late as April 2021 now is what they're saying. But, you know, of course, how development goes, it could get pushed back. And uh, Everspace, they're going to have a, a, a beta period, and it'll be an early access by late next year, apparently. But uh, full release won't be until 2021. That could be pushed back, too, obviously. But, you know, we, we're, we're, we, our pipeline may be stretched 
out, but it's there, right? These space games, we have things to look forward to over the next couple of years, which, you know, as, as much as we rag on a particular game, I do think that it uh, uh, did set forth a little bit of a, a renaissance in, so, in space so games. So this, this is where Mikey can go, the future's so bright, you got to wear shades. Possibly. Mikey could possibly do that, but he's not required to. We'll just we'll put we'll put it like that because that is a super cheesy song. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm just I'm just making making comment on your super cheesy prediction there. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it was it was somewhat cheap, but they were they had what was it? They had like sixty grand to go, sixty or hundred grand to go. They were eighty percent. They were eighty. Well, yeah, they were eighty. Yeah, that, that was an amazing yeah. uh, feat was, of an in of of itself. Yeah, it was a pretty oh. pretty good rush to the end there. So, uh, but yeah, so they, uh, congratulations, to those guys at Rockfish. Uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on you, and uh, we'll see how you get through your uh, beta and early access, and uh, look forward to the full release sometime after my son graduates high school. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, then uh, we'll talk about maybe Elite Dangerous. Uh, now they've gone to the next interstellar initiative and they've done some things that I wasn't expecting and some stuff that may has made me a little happier for the one interesting thing they've linked this narrative to the previous one tenuously but you know they're they're trying to make it all a, a thread and we'll cover that more in galactic public radio coming up soon but uh, but they're at least they're trying to link the narratives together they're putting some effort into that and they're releasing more Galnet articles. So, the, you know, they're doing, I mean, not more, but at least the same amount, right? So there's one story now, quote, quote, one story, one narrative, one interstellar initiative at a time linked together, kind of. But they're adding more filler, more content. More content. Um, gonna... so, you're, so what you're telling me is that they realize the value of fictional writing and are... I think are... so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think they've gotten the idea that if they're gonna keep people interested in the game and they're not gonna be doing that via new mechanics and new ships, they're gonna or have to carriers. Yeah, or carry. Well, that that's a that's a new ship. I and just it's a new to mechanic. Drive it home. <laughs> so yeah, Henry misses out on the carriers. Uh, but uh, but they, they need I, to have they, they need to have something. They need to have something to show that. There's still people at that building who do care about this game, even though they're hip deep in their Planet Zoo release uh, and, and whatever new IP that they're trying to do with uh, movie studios or whatever. Have some outward indication that the lights are still on uh, for, with the Elite Dangerous team, and that and that's good. And so, so I'm, I'm, I'm slightly encouraged by the fact that they're putting that kind of effort into it. Um, but Henry, uh, you were t- talking about how the story itself you weren't buying. You weren't buying it 100. percent Well, part of the deal with the generation ships, I don't buy. Like every one of them that we found, like in well, we game, should back has up. we should dead. we should back up and and say okay. what the new thing is. What's the the new Interstellar Initiative is? I actually don't have all the. All, what I know is the generation ship's been found, and the last I heard, the initiative was going to have a thing to do with it. Right, right. So and, you have to fill in those details. I have. Uh, I was going to talk about the lore and the, uh, the yeah, generation yeah. ships. Yeah, the, this but generation. Yeah, so is, go ahead about the. Well, so this generation ship is different from all the other ones because people are alive. Yeah, so that's new and different, interesting. Uh, it yeah. doesn't take them any more um, development effort because all they got to do is 
you know, hook a bunch of, uh, you know, mega ship assets together and plunk it down in a system someplace. So it, again, for development side of things, it's it's not a, a a great deal of extra effort to put the assets in the game. But then they went ahead and recorded some voice work, uh, message uh, you know, messaging for the uh, the crew who is currently alive there that you can yeah. well, you can't really talk to them, but you can listen to them. Which is interesting. Which is um, interesting. Like essentially, they're alive and they're calling out and talking. Right. Um, but there's not any interactivity there. Um, there's not a way to dock or anything like that. Um, I mean, I feel like they could have just made a little one of those uh, 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 large ships that you can dock at. Mm. Um, you know, made made it one of those, and then only given them trade and made them needing medical supplies. But you see, Henry, and uh, would have been cool. That ship's a thousand years old, and. Those docks probably aren't compatible with our ships. That could be. Yeah. You know what? That's true. And no, that's totally true. I disagree. True. I mean, a landing platform is a landing platform. No matter how you, no matter how you steal it, you I mean, underestimate the power of the Pirates Federation Guild, <laughs> Jeff. Every single landing pad you dock at is a union pad. They're all standardized. The, the guy shows up at at 0700. He clocks out for lunch at 1100. He clocks back in from lunch let, at 1130. Let me, let me put it this way. A flat surface is a flat surface. I, but they might not have, I have the magnetic I have my pads. ship on uh, lots of big rocks and didn't have any trouble. Yeah, I mean. I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying about that. That actually makes sense if you think about it. But here's the thing that doesn't. You've got a generation ship. It's been there for hundreds of years. Right, and the thing about it is, they left. They're on their way somewhere. They're on their way to a star somewhere. Their ship is on their way there. Uh, during their trip, uh, humanity advances, and now we can get there in a heartbeat. I don't buy that. They're not just evacuating that ship. Yeah, there is they, no they way they cover that in the lore a little bit. No, I, I don't believe it. There is a psychology component there. Yeah. I mean, uh, when you grow up in a in a confined space like that. You're not exploring at that point. You're you're surviving, and <clears throat> that that drive to go out into the the great yonder is probably not not as you know ingrained as it is in the rest of what's in the humanity. You know the spacefaring humanity because really they're not spacefaring. They've just been stuck on a on a vessel that's floating in space, so they're really not a spacefaring society. Honestly, I feel like um, you're missing the fact that when they set out all those generations ago, they had a destination in mind. They were always planning to get no, somewhere. No, I'm not forgetting that. But so what happens when they get there? Are they still going to be like, oh, we love our ship. We're just going to stay? It's no different than finding out, oh, there are ships that can get us there right now. We don't have well, to wait the rest of our lives to smell air. Well, I religion and God and, you know, you know well, prove, prove to me that God's a real thing and then I'll, I'll tell you whether or not that, you know... Yeah, it, it, it's, it's an article of faith, right? I mean, it's right. like you know, it's, it's an article of faith at some point. But the other thing about it is that you know these people are found next to the secondary star, drifting around. They had to, as, like Henry said, they had a destination in mind. That probably wasn't their destination, which means that somewhere along the trip, either they got to their destination, decided, oh crap, this the place is uninhabitable, or we can't do it, or they just decided, you know what, the place that we wanted to land is not as good as what we have right now. Let's just find some place out of the way where, or they had a catastrophic accident and they couldn't reach their destination. That could well, they don't cover that in the lore. That would have been something. That according to the lore piece, they've been living happily on their ship for you know, since they left, 
and they have purposely isolated themselves according to the lore and that's why they haven't come forward before and now they have some sort of plague or something on board that they need help with and that's why they finally decided to, to speak up um so I mean, there, there's a lot of interesting lore things going on. I recently, uh, you guys are fans of John Scalzi, the science fiction author. Uh, of course. Yeah, he, uh, he recently has, he's been in the middle of a series called The Collapsing Empire. And one of the things that he uh, has in his second book is, a, is a, a solar system that's been abandoned or cut off. And all of the uh, space habitats, the space stations in there, slowly fell apart. Uh, and 800 years later, there's like one left with 40 people on it, and it's on its last legs. So that's you know, in you know, 800 years time, uh, the machine is degraded and all that other kind of thing. So he explores that a little bit, and I get a real, you know, John Scalzi collapsing empire vibe from this thing. This ship weathered it a lot better. Your whole mythos changes. Your whole outlook on what your universe is and and what your mythology is. Um, and depending on how they read, how how history is kept as well. I mean, I mean, can you go back in our own history, eight hundred years, and say, you know, uh, this for sure without knowing or having been changed by it? Or I think you can in an era of computers, because there's, there's everything no isn't hearsay now. It is a recorded video of the guy who first embarked on the mission, telling you what your mission is as you grow up living in that propaganda all the time knowing that you're there to for the sake of starting a colony somewhere if your systems have degraded to the point where they're all broken you're not going to have that visual history if you're in a ship where you can't even play an mpeg file to see like history then everything is already hopelessly broken and you probably ain't getting anywhere like i mean imagine that all of your all of your laptops are broken you can't play a file from 300 years ago when you've been living on a place where the file format won't change because you're not developing new computers. So, you know, you're not going to have obsolescence. All I can say is kudos to Frontier for actually putting together an interesting interstellar initiative that provoked a discussion about the lore, which is something that they have not done for a long, long time. So, good on them. ASMR clap. Very good. And finally, in this week's uh, flight deck, we've got uh, updates from CI Cloud Imperium. They have released their monthly report, and they had some uh, uh, interesting-ish things. There's not, there's nothing groundbreaking in here. But something that caught my eye, um, and you know, as usual for me, it's like an eye-rolling thing. It caught my eye long enough for me to roll it to the back of my head was that they are developing three important yet currently secret features. Now, hang on. I was thought, I was pretty sure that number one, we we're supposed to have the open development thing. Number two, I thought we had some kind of roadmap that was telling us what features were coming. And number three, I thought we were beyond the whole, save it for CitizenCon, oh, we got to have the big reveals, oh my gracious. I thought we were beyond all that stuff. I thought we were going to push for Squadron 42 to come out, all hands on deck, get the game done, and then uh, Star Citizen would get the benefit of the assets and features and mechanics that were going to be finished and polished for Squadron 42. I thought we were uh, past uh, all this crap. You know, on, on just those three points, Tony, I'm going to say that you are right, that you are correct. 
I'm going to just those three. That was all three. That was all the points. <laughs> I know. That's you like Kate said. All the points. It's, it's like, not pay to right, win, Jody, except for I'll, the parts you buy I, that make you win. There are other things about <laughs> CI that I don't that you say that I don't okay. agree with. Yeah. But in the in this instance, on those points, music uh, to my ears. Music to my ears. Tony, I'm only going to agree with everything you just said. Only everything. That not is anything so funny. else. Only. Everything that you is double speak, right. just like CI released when they said exactly. we are developing three yet currently secret features. It's bullshit. <laughs> See what I did there. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I, it, it's uh, it. I, I get it. I mean, I'm sure they want. No, the, I, the, I, it's I unacceptable. Just, I mean, they they uh, either gotta they have to adhere to their their mantra or not. And if they're not, then just you know blow blow us all out of the out of the water and and say so. But to to come out with a statement like this, oh, we're developing three secret but important features. Follow your <laughs> follow I, your. Uh, I got it. The three features are all new waiting mechanics, new waiting game mechanics, just for waiting. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> See so now you're gonna wait for the train. Just stand here. And also, your character can just stand here idly, and sometimes he can just kind of lounge around standing here, yeah, all is, waiting for the game for, to come out. Three you have to wait for a train. Features. Yeah, you have to wait. You have to wait for a train. You have to wait for your ship to respawn after it blows up. Uh, and what's another thing you have to wait for? I, I, that's all. I've only got two. Oh, so, you wait for the game uh, to come sometimes out. you have to actually wait to log into the game. Well, and, and quantum travel. You have to wait during quantum oh, yeah. travel because it takes a long time to quantum travel. So, yeah, there you go, Henry. You're right. There's three different waiting things, three different waiting features that you have to do. So, which actually, you know, now that we say that out loud, that would be useful. And that would be a useful adaption and feature to add to the game. Here's what you do while your ship is quantum traveling. Here is a gameplay loop that you do. During quantum, here's a gameplay loop you do while waiting for the train. Here's a gameplay loop you do while waiting for your ship to spawn. I've always thought about gameplay loops for travel. Travel gets boring. They should have like a, a imagine in Elite if you're in travel and you want to go faster and you could like look to the left, pull a panel off and play a mini game where you're wiring things or keeping something cool, you know, like manually, yeah. and your speed just doubles while you're doing that. And then as long as you play, yeah. you get there faster. It'd be it would kill time. It'd be great. Um, and it would make it an active thing that you're participating in rather than just sitting there. Yeah, or you know, every time you dock, you have to update your uh, your uh, uh, or, or, uh, repair your ship integrity or your paint. Do that while you're flying, so you don't have to, so you don't have to spend any credits, right? You yeah, let you do it that. as a mini game. Here, here's, yeah, yeah. here's one of the brainstorms I had about the game. You know the Moby Glass thing that we're all supposed to have in the game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and you take a look at at one of these. What what does one of these cell phones do that the mobile gla- Moby Glass doesn't? Make a phone call. Well, besides making phone calls, it, it organize enter- my day. Uh, content, entertainment. Oh yeah. You know stuff that you could. You know when you're on a bus or a train. You want to pay when you want to play Candy Crush tra- on your Moby Glass. What? Or listening to Gown That Radio. Oh yeah, they yeah. stop that kind of stuff. Yeah, GPR. Yeah, you could listen to GPR voice and and video. I mean, you know, when I, you know, when you're on a bus or a train or an airplane or whatever, you're usually watching your device or reading something on it or, or listening to some uh, podcast that you may participate in or, you know, um, something that, that is helping you pass that time. Like you say, the waiting game. Well, the Moby Glass 
doesn't do any of that. Oh, you can manage your armor. Ooh. Oh, look, I changed the color. Um, or, yeah, you could have a chat with a friend, but really, I don't talk with a lot friends. of people. Yeah. I think, I think the thing is, uh, during that long time, you still actually have your cell phone and could play your Candy Crush if you chose. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is it should be something that it should impact gameplay, like a mechanic. Uh, no, uh, I don't think thing. so. I think I think we have so many things that can do that already that it should be a mindless activity or, or at least a, a, an innate activity. Like, wouldn't kind. it be cool if you could play the original 1984 Elite on the computer in your cockpit in the new Elite while you're traveling? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that, that would be, be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be fine. We, we could we could see about doing that. But I, I I think why not both, right? Why can't why not Candy Crush and fixing your paint? Why not yeah. both? They could do both. Yeah. But in any event, so that I love the game we're building. There you go. Some more free ideas for people working on the game. Your three secret features should be three different ways to wait. That's 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 good. But anyway, and they also mentioned in that same section that they are uh, now overhauling. All of the missions uh, to comply or to be compatible with uh, server-side OCS, which might explain why there has been zero progress on any of the levels for Squadron 42 since basically the roadmap started being published in 2018. So, if they're just if they're now getting to the point where they know what server-side OCS looks like and what the map features and inventory boxes and harvestables and all that stuff have to do in order to be compatible with it. Now they can go in and start going to back to those levels and saying, okay, so here's what we need to do to the levels to make them work. Uh, that would make sense. But yeah, that's, that's, that's the highlights that I saw from the monthly report. I'm sure everyone saw something different. Uh, if they'd like to uh, write in on the feedback and uh, let us know what they saw that they thought was interesting, that would be fine with me. They, you could do that. We could even ask a community question about it, I suppose. Yeah, let's do that. Let's make okay, a community question about that. Uh, we should make the question guess the secret features. <laughs> There's, well, there I, we go. Ken, Ken, is, Ken from Chicago is already uh, doing that. Twiddling thumbs, chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> gum chewing mechanic. Yeah, that's right. Different flavors. Different different flavors will uh, give you power-up boosts. Oh, wait, we can't do that. We can't do power-up boosts. Oh, I got it. Game. To kill time design. during quantum travel, you can contribute to the Kickstarter funding <laughs> by an in-game yeah, yeah. contribution. <laughs> like you can shop for additional ships. That's right. Using that's UEC or dollars. Either one. That's great. All right. Now that we're all caught up on Space Sim News, let's get caught up on Space News with Galactic Public Radio. GPR News is supported by a grant from the Foundation for the Advancement of Knowledge Entrepreneurs and by Trouble Banking and Welfare Investments, providing banking and insurance products to the ANSEAT system and beyond for over 100 years. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. A mysterious ship from the ancient past has captured the imagination of the bubble. For the latest, we go to Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Spencer. 
Anthropologists, geneticists, historians, linguists, and engineers are tripping over themselves racing to the Eupaniclus system. The discovery of the Golconda, a 22nd century generation ship, near the secondary star in the system has set the scientific community alight with curiosity, because unlike every generation ship discovered in space so far, this ship has a living crew. With not even a primitive hyperdrive aboard, the Golconda has been traveling through space for over 1,000 years, at least over a 1,000 of our years. Astrophysicists are trying to back-calculate the Golconda's course to account for the time dilation experienced by the crew due to its travel at a significant fraction of the speed of light. This is only expected to shave a couple of hundred years off the crew's subjective flight time, but surprisingly, the crew's language has not significantly deviated from galactic standard, and as far as we know, their physiology has not been radically altered by multiple generations in lower gravity and exposure to interstellar radiation. The ship's company has apparently been isolating itself by choice, only now calling for help due to the spread of a virus they're calling the Wasting Kiss. Local authorities are organizing a supply drive to assist the Golcondans and provide much-needed medical and logistical support. Unfortunately, maintaining the security of the generation ship has become a problem, with scientists and tourists flocking to the site and attracting pirates and scofflaws along for the ride. Assuming independent pilots can stabilize the ship and its crew, many important historical and scientific questions will be answered by this millennium-old treasure. From the Eupaniclus system... For Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. Remarkably, the discovery of the Golconda was possible due to the new blight tracking information system funded by the Rockforth Corporation. The system, one component of its multi-billion credit restitution fund, picked up an unusual supply request which turned out to be the Golconda distress signal. In addition to the tracking system, A number of manufacturing and personnel changes were made to prevent future incidents. Rockforth CEO Sylvia Rockforth told the media, quote, A review of decisions preceding the release of EX-7 has resulted in the termination of several Rockforth employee contracts. This includes former marketing director Rex Whitlock. Rex's desire for career progression overcame his common sense, and his dismissal of regulatory practices placed billions of good people in danger. End quote. Ms. Rockforth also emphasized the poor decisions and regulatory avoidance was an anomaly and offered her personal apologies for the incident, along with a multi-billion credit restitution fund. Finally, in local news... Trouble banking and welfare investments have petitioned the courts to add Saud Kruger to the lawsuit regarding its artisanal hyperdrive mounting brackets. With the luxury space brand's headquarters in the Badejo system, this move has caused friction among the local industrial concerns. Guard Frequency Response Associate Director Richard Clemens told GPR, quote, While we normally stay out of legal controversies, this move by TBWI is likely to cause significant disruption to the local economy. We are in communication with TBWI to see if this can be avoided. End quote. Dan Newbody, spokesperson for TBWI, had no comment, thankfully, for once. Until the next turn of the world, for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night. 
not gonna save you today. Let's go. You wanna fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. All right, so uh, Adira finds herself wandering her way back to the infirmary again. And as she walks in, uh, Colonel Mandon is actually conscious while Dr. Spanos is patching him up. Uh, he apparently declined general anesthetic, uh, and the wound was not so critical as to need to put him all the way under. Uh, and so she's working on him. Uh, he's a little loopy, as you can see as you walk in, but... He appears to be coherent enough to uh, to talk. He recognizes you as he walks in and goes, Back for more, huh? Can't get enough of me, can you? I completely ignore what he's saying and start patting him down. <laughs> hey! Hey, watch the goods. Watch the goods. And, and, and Dr. Spanos kind of goes, Nobody's interested in your goods, man. And Dr. Spanos says, Excuse me, I'm working on him here. What are you doing? Checking to see if he has any tracking devices on him. Honey, I'm tracked wherever I go. People are watching me and attacking me and trying to kill me. Everybody wants a piece of this. Somehow, I think you probably deserve it. And I keep looking. And and Spanos goes, if you're going to do that, put on some gloves and scrub up, okay? I'm trying to make sure he doesn't die here, please. He I ignore her. <laughs> she she looks over at the soldiers and go, get her get and say, get her out of here. Now what? And they come they come forward. They okay, want I turn hurt. around and punch one of them. Roll, roll attack. <laughs> and the GM said we won't be doing That's... melee combat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, it, is that a fighting roll? It is a fighting roll. It sure okay. is. Nine. You hit one, and he takes uh, some damage, and the other one comes at you with a grapple. See, this and is when you want a sword. Okay, I... Try to get out of his range. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna. No, he's gonna. You're uh, okay. Oh, okay. He, he, yeah, he you he you dodge that. He dodges that one. The one you hit does the same. Natural ten. You are restrained and being hauled physically out of the room. And as you are being hauled physically out of the room, they call for backup. Go ahead and roll another attack to try to get out of the grapple. That's still fighting. That's still fighting. Yep. And Fourteen. He's, and he's going to counter that. Nine, but the other guy is going to do that as well, uh, counter it as well. Ooh, natural one. Okay, so uh, you break away from the first one, break away from the second one. The door to the infirmary is now closed, and there are two more soldiers approaching. Uh, your neck, it's your turn. I am trying to save us. Get out of my way. Is that your turn? Yeah, I'm okay. trying to get them to <laughs> stop coming at me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, these are all just grapple checks. Natural 10, you are once again grappled. Doesn't she have any grenades? Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, and, and then actually there are two more coming. This, these two are going to uh, go ahead and roll against my nine there. Yeah, Natural that one. didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. If you want to spend a karma point, check your karma abilities too, if you have a good karma ability. I'm not sure that I do. Well, none of them have tried to attack me yet, and the only one that well, I they, they, no, they are, they are. I mean, a grapple is an attack. I mean, they're 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 not trying have to I kill you. Have I parried any of them? Uh, I don't yeah. think I have. Uh, you can call it a parry. I mean, you can, you can choose to dodge or parry, and depending on your skill, it might be more advantageous to roll a parry defense versus a dodge defense. And in melee combat or close range combat, you can pick. Ranged combat, you only can dodge. But since okay. these are all these guys are all trying to basically restrain you and haul you off, it's all melee. 
So uh, you can choose to roll either either one. Uh, I'll let you roll either one. If you want to well, roll, my reroll on fighting was an eight. Okay, didn't beat the nine then. Uh, and yeah. what, what's your karma ability that you're looking for to do? Spinning kick. Okay. Um, and so that that didn't work. Uh, so basically, at this point, you've got you've got three guys on you now, and I'll give you one more one last chance to try to break out of this. But you're going to need a really good roll to break out of this. Okay. Yeah, and, that wasn't really good. Yeah, that, with a seven, that would have cleared a regular was, thing. But it's 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 four on mediocre. one now. It's four on one now, and, and okay, Spano, and Spano's, just, yeah. I I stop trying to thrash, and I just start rolling my eyes. Yeah, and she goes. Take her up to the bridge and tell Vallis if she wants something, she can come do it herself. So, off you go. And we're going to take the camera off you now and head down to the SRV bay uh, with uh, with Nev and Ale. And so you roll up and there are two army guards posted at the door. Excuse me, we're here to uh, check the package for tracking devices. And the two guys look at each other and goes, I'll order some Sergeant Bells and nobody gets in. Cool, we're going to check the thing for tracking devices. Order from Sergeant Bells and nobody gets in. Uh, Vallis wants it checked, so we're on Vallis' ship. I'm going to check the thing. Roll a... Uh, well, what do you want to do? T- take a, Pick a social skill. What do you want to do? Um, let's say... Streetwise is my highest one. It's a social skill, <laughs> but it doesn't okay, really apply, right. I think. I'll let, I'll let you do it if you give me a good line. Give me a streetwise line. line. A good, give me, give me, a, give me a, some pattern. Give me, some, give me a reason for this guy to let you in on a streetwise basis, and then you can roll for it. But you gotta give me a reason. Give me an RP reason. Give me a role playing reason for it. All right. You know what, man? We found this. We brought this here. We're protecting this. You guys came in and you're helping, and we appreciate this. But come on, we're all trying to just make sure we weren't followed. You definitely don't want to get followed either. Come on, we're both guys. Just trying to do a job. Let's do the job. All right, roll it. Nine. He was. He's not buying it. He's got his orders. And Sergeant Bell is scary. So mm, he's like, Sergeant Bell said nobody gets in. Is there any way we can scan it with a device from the door? I like if we have something to, on board, I could go and get. I want to um, interject if I can, if that's okay. Yeah, this guy's an accountant. You got to listen to what he says. <laughs> that's right. So, Sergeant Bell, she's the woman upstairs with the colonel, the one with the hole in his chest, is that right? I don't know where she is, but she told us nobody gets in. Yeah, no, that's that's all well and good, but see, the thing is that what happened to your colonel and how those people found you could very well be on that device in there. We could be being followed, and we just need to check it over. If we don't check it over, and, sorry, what was your name? Uh... I'm not authorized to give you that. Okay, his not name authorized tape. to give his, me his, that. His, his, his name tape, his name tape yeah. uh, says Johnson. Johnson. Okay, no worries. I realize you can't give me your name, Johnson. That's absolutely fine. But <laughs> if we don't check this over, and it turns out we are followed, there's only one person that's actually stood in the way of that happening, and that, that's kind of you. So it's in your best interest, as well as our best interest and everybody here, it will take less than two seconds, and I'll tell you what, I'll leave my good friend Ale out here, and he will stay as insurance, and then that way, <laughs> you know, you don't even need to say I was here. Roll, roll a bargain check. Roll, roll me a bargain Not check. Not diplomacy? You're making it... You're, you're making it... Oh, you want diplomacy? Yeah. Okay. All right. You can roll diplomacy. That's fine. It, it, you're, you're going into bargaining there. I'm leaving a hostage? That's bargaining. Yeah, okay. Fine. Uh, if you want to roll diplomacy, I'll let you. Okay. A, t- a 10. A 10. 
you're you're convincing him now. The bit the bit about uh, if we all die, it's all your fault. Mm, yeah. uh, and 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 not, and not only that, he says, okay, he stays out here. That's that's fine. And then I just get a little bit closer to him, as if to kind of be out of earshot, but I'm not actually getting out of earshot of them. I say, listen, Johnson, and I kind of open up the inside of my flight suit and show the Federal Intelligence Agency badge, and I'm like, I'll put in a good word for you. Zip up, and then, okay, uh, just tell. Show that to Sergeant Bell. Just show Sergeant Bell. Absolutely. So, as soon as I'm done she, here, straight off to Sergeant Bell. So, so oh, okay. Just be fast. Yep. Just, just be fast. So I go in the All room, right. and then what I want to do is I want to kind of hang around for about like 10 seconds, and then just say loudly, you know, Sergeant Johnson, it'd be really good actually if I could get an extra pair of hands, and I realize you've got to guard the door. Can L just literally two seconds, that's all he's going to need. Roll, this time roll a bargain check. All right. This one's going to be worse. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Sar- Sergeant Bell said nobody comes out. Nobody goes in. Sergeant Bell said nobody goes in. Okay, buddy. What's on your mind? We're all friendlies. So let's just be friendly. Some say he ordered a set of classical musical courses to try to learn to perform and make some money. But he just ended up getting Baroque. But all he knows is he's called the Shiv and he'll put together this week's feedback. Okay, on that... Baroque note, I'm <laughs> yep. Here's a recap of last week's community questions. How fast is your internet? Please give your answer in terms of a fraction of the speed of light. And how many hours do you spend in the Star Citizen game versus other forms of content? Watherspoon writes in, Golly, the Shiv was really floundering with his some say this week. I typically play about two or three minutes of Star Citizen each week plus an hour or so of downloading the latest patch version. Do people count downloading as playtime no. for Star Citizen? No. I think so. I think it's it's the waiting game. That's the other waiting That's game we it. forgot you to know, talk about. You know what? That I one can you get on definitely my smartphone play Candy Crush. And I can tell uh, most of these games have, have Android apps that you can actually tell your PC to update while you're away from your computer. So I don't consider I was just downloading. making a short joke. I didn't know it was going to become like we don't need it. Yeah, I mean you're probably right, but <laughs> I don't mind. like I was Never kidding, but like the whole now. thing was a I'll kid. Shut up. What's that? I'll shut up. <laughs> My main reason for following Star Citizen is the concept videos at Gamescom and CitizenCon. I can't wait to see the latest iteration of the dream at CitizenCon 2048, or whatever year the war in the Pacific in space has reached. <laughs> Later this month, as long as they keep selling the dream, I don't really mind that they're not delivering against it. That's cool. Enjoying the, enjoying the community is part of it, so go for it, man. Yeah, yeah. true. Craft writes in and says, Jeff, Jeff, they don't only come out on Apple TV. They also come out on the Pirate Bay, colon, smile, colon. That, Smiley face emoji. Yes, yes. yes. That, that's, that is true. But 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 I have to say, with, with uh, the Disney Channel and all its Marvel content, uh, uh, starting on uh, November fifteenth, and the shows on on HBO, including the new uh, the Golden Compass remake uh, on HBO Go, and the content on Apple TV, and <laughs> all the other shows I, I uh, currently uh, subscribe to, I I I just don't have time to pirate bay everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to torrent the whole catalog of every network I know, ever. Like, There's just too much TV. So one of these days, I, I, I imagine somebody will write an app 
that will that will be a, a interface to to BitTorrent or some other thing, and you'll just put in your what you want, and then we'll go out and find it for you and download it, and you don't have to do a thing. I mean, you can just have a list of things that you want to, and they'll just keep it up to date for you. Yeah, when we all get a personal AI, yeah. that'll, that's what we're going to see. Yep. Silver Wolf writes in and says, "We'll doing some dodgy math, and with my newfound interwebs Googling knowledge and some vague rounding for sake of simplicity, speed of light is around 300 million meters per second. Speed of electrical current in a wire is 50 to 90% of this, depending on the conductive quality of the medium. But we're talking Australian copper, once owned by Telstra, so let's say it's 50%. Putting the speed of electrical current in my HFC-NBN connection at roughly 150 million meters per second. This already sounds wrong, but let's continue. Silverwolf uh, does some math here, which does not make good radio. But after the math, he continues and says, Thus, my silly marketing math puts my internet connection as 1.425e to the 17th divided by 3.0e plus 8, or at about 1.5 million c. I think there's something very wrong in the math here somehow. Winky face. Yeah, Yeah, that doesn't look right. That doesn't look right. In other news, I've actually been trying to get in two to three hours of Star Citizen a week over the past couple of weeks. However, that has unfortunately been broken up into 15-minute blocks over those three hours due to the need to restart my computer each time my Logitech F310 causes my USB 3.0 extensible host driver to crash. I think bloody temp logs keep wiping on reboot while running in Xbox emulation mode, which I have to do because if I take it out of emulation mode, Star Citizen won't let me rebind controls, which is still better than what happens if I try to use an actual Xbox controller, which crashes the USB 3.0 extensible host driver as soon as it's plugged in. And of course, Microsoft and their usual infinite wisdom do not allow any kind of manual download of clean versions of the driver. I've gone to the point of doing an entire 1903 system rebuild, not a Shifu bar. Yes, I may be a tad salty about this. Ha ha. As always, lads, great show. That is sad. Uh, all right, Jeff. All right. You had a speed right. of light comment. So you Australian-bound people, there's this wonderful thing called fiber optic. It replaces copper. And guess what? Data travels at the speed of light. No, it travels at 70% of the speed of light and fiber. I looked that up. That's why Google's been that's why Google did that. Oh. Because we had some we had some discussion on our uh, Discord about that. And that's the whole thing. Google is assuming a fiber connection from your controller to the data center and back. So that's what their whole thing is based on. And I, from what I understand, in Australia, they have had uh, the dickens of a time trying to update their internet backbone because of government things. So we, we, must, we must feel sorry for them. For the place where the internet was born... The, the telecommunications industry was born. Alexander Graham Bell created the telephone here, right here in the United States. Internet mm-hmm. was created right here in the United States. We are the most ass-backwards company when it comes to internet. The world, everybody in Europe's got better, way better. That's in- actually, yeah, that's actually part of our problem is that the we had all this infrastructure, so we were slow to replace it. Because we already had the stuff built up, and it was good enough for a long time, and we, there was no real need to contrast us with South Korea, who didn't have an extensive copper wireline phone telecommunication system. And so when the internet came along and, like, oh, we need to connect on high speed, they were already two or three generations ahead of what we had. Right. 
So, yeah, that's part of our problem. And I think Australia had the same problem. They're compounded that in the middle of Australia is basically a desert. Right. It's like they live on the edges of it, and then they have to try to, like, connect to the middle. Actually, I have solutions too. for that because I'm in that very same uh, industry. I mean, it's called microwave radio, and I can get you a, a couple of gigs over a, a 50-mile shot. So That's still not going to be fiber, though. Is that faster than fiber optic? No, it's the same as fiber optic. That makes sense. Actually, uh, yeah. physically, it's faster because the speed of light in air is faster than the fiber. But I think that you have more data well, loss no we, so there's effectively no, we don't have speed. much data loss because we're going from um a beam uh radio beam to radio beam so the if you've seen these big cornucopia antennas up on the up on mm-hmm. radio towers yeah. where the the wavelength and all that is is perfect for for transmitting data and since we plug in optically directly to the radio, microwave radio, our transition is next to nothing. I mean, we're, there's no, really, there's no loss. Most of your, your, all of the 5G, all that backhaul and stuff is usually gone mm-hmm. over microwave. It's pretty stellar. We're all going to get cancer. That's all there is. It's we're pretty, still, we're it's pretty stellar. Anyway, um, Alex Ricardo writes in and says, that his internet, my internet, is decently sufficient, 80 megabits per second. But alas, it's on old British cable, so I'm probably using Terry Pratchett's lazy light and nothing like Stadia's <laughs> 0.7C innovation. Now, if you know who Terry Pratchett is, that makes a lot of sense, <laughs> which is why I'm laughing. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. As for Star Citizen, I find myself on there between one to three hours a day, usually doing hauling in a caterpillar or riding around on a dragonfly hover bike, which work great now. Keep up the good work. Um, smiley face cheers. So uh, with both Alex and Silverwolf, they are both in the like the you know approximately three hour uh, oh one, one's three hours a day, one three hours is three hours a week. So yeah, but I mean that's still it, the the twelve and a half hours a week uh, or fifty hours a month range is what we kind of figured. I think we were talking about about the numbers last week. So you know, you guys are anecdotally confirming some of our estimates that we had from last week. So thanks, guys. Ken from Chicago replying to CIG on Twitter says, "Finally, enough with all the pirates, the worst scum and villainy in the verse. At least we get hashtag search and rescue for us nobler do-gooder types." or those who need such services. Hopefully we can pick a frequency to monitor. Smiley face emoji. He should have said frequency to guard. I think that, see, I'm, I'm going to edit his joke too. Well, don't maybe worry, he was Shiv. trying not to spoon feed it. You know what well, I mean? Maybe he was going to make you, like, you have to, like, be thinking for a second. Or or he's telling us to change the name of our podcast. The guard monitor. The monitor Welcome frequency. to the guard monitor. <laughs> it doesn't sound like, right. It doesn't no, roll it off the like, tongue. No, it sounds like somebody put in your baby's room. I don't think that's a good idea. Sean Newboy writes in and says, Wonderful show, everybody. Uh, community question two. Currently, none at all, playing Star Trek Online and Fallout 4. So he's playing zero Star Citizen hours, which greatly depresses that uh, that average playtime that we were talking about last week. So, All right, we'll have to back, go back to the drawing board for our estimates. I hope we didn't spoil the end of Fallout 4 for Sean Newboy. 
Oh my god, you're right. Holy crap. I literally Sorry, just Newport. said, should we talk about this? I don't know. It's Fallout 4. <laughs> Sorry, Sean Newboy. Hopefully hopefully you already send him a, at least uh, once. Send him a message. Say, hey man, if you haven't beaten hey. it, don't listen yet. Yeah, don't listen to our show. <laughs> That's great. No, I'm so, I'm sorry. How long has it been since Fallout 4 came out? That is it so five funny years? that it's like, oh, I'm playing Fallout 4 now. That's great. Has it been five years? Has it been, or it's four been a years? while. I don't know. It's been four or five years. I think the spoiler date's gone off that one. Yeah, I think it's due for too long. And this week's community questions. What are the super secret squirrel features CI is working on and not telling us about? What mini games or entertainment would you want to see to pass the time in the deep black? And otherwise, how was the show? Are we greatly exceeding your expectations, or should we concentrate on prototyping some secret new features? Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show posts, which you can find on our website, and look us up on Discord. And that brings us to the end of episode 283 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 284 on November 19th, 2019. So be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist formerly known as Ben Sanders, and of course our audio architects, Mikey, Lennon, and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and a special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. This is episode 283 of the best damn Space Sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, November 8th, made available for download on Tuesday, November 11th, 2019, over at GuardFrequency.com. I'm Tony. I'm Jeff. And I'm Henry. And this week's streaming services are brought to you by HenryNet Telewebs. Right, Tony? That's right, Henry. And I have to start the thing over again because I said it was November 11th, but it's actually November 12th. So we should just do the whole intro again and throw that away. Damn straight, but just let's keep rolling. Beep, beep. <clears throat> Sorry, there's mysterious noises coming from above my head, which I'm going to write off as being the cat. Okay. Um, do you like what we do? And you get to listen to all the bloopers because we want to thank all of our Patreons. Try it. Start it over. Start it over. <laughs> the movies and everything in between. <laughs> Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Bless you, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, so, but we, uh, there, there's a, there's a near the secondary system. <laughs> no, no, see, the, yeah. the wording is just wrong. All right, Hang, I uh, want you to be quiet because here's the thing you usually criticize him because he would have written that as broke, like the way you would read it. Be no, on no, okay. No, 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 no. It's just, Here, it's just he the, gave the it sentence. to you the way it should be read. You didn't read it the way you should have. No, it's just, and the, the I gra- was about the, to laugh because that was pretty good. The, and you the, still it, stopped before his punchline. I'm not going to let you talk. That's no, bullshit. No, no. No, Let no, him have Henry, his damn punchline, Tony. It, the the punch the joke is going to be as the joke is. We just need to change the grammar of how we get there. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, but, but he, he just, just ended, ended up, up getting. Oh yeah, over. there is a screw up there. Yeah, All right, I'm so. going to get off your ass because he did have a screw right. up there.
Uh, yeah, but but they uh, they, it's uh, uh, 